Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan with Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this week's podcast. We thank you for those who have joined us. We pray that they will share this podcast with their friends, their family, their loved ones, and especially the unsaved. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, I discussed the beginning of Holy Week. Today's podcast will examine the events leading up to the resurrection, beginning with Maudie Thursday, or Holy Thursday. Maudie Thursday is the day before Good Friday, and the word Maudie is derived from the Latin word for command. Jesus tells his disciples in John 13, verse 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Thursday was the day Peter and John were sent by Jesus to make preparations for the Passover meal. Luke chapter 22, verses 10 through 13 describes the encounter. And Jesus said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. Then you will say to the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished upper room there make ready. So they went and found it just as Jesus had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. Isn't it amazing that there was a place already prepared for Jesus and his disciples, just as Jesus said? He also tells us that he is going to prepare a place for us, his believers. Passover begins at sundown, yet Jesus and his disciples started the Passover meal before sundown. John 13 and 1 reads, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. During the Passover meal, Jesus establishes a new covenant. Normally, the master of the house would teach those in attendance at the Passover meal what each item of the Passover meal symbolized. Jesus changed that in Luke 22, verses 19 and 20, and you'll find these words recorded. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. My Christian friends, there's been much controversy over what Jesus meant by these two verses. While you are allowed to form your own opinion based on what you have been previously taught, please allow me to offer my opinion. Jesus is our sacrificial Passover lamb, whose body was pierced and beaten for our redemption. The Passover meal featured unleavened bread, which is made without yeast. Yeast is a symbol of sin, and bread with yeast needs time to rise. In their haste to leave Egypt, the Israelites did not have time to let the bread rise. Jesus had no sin, and unleavened bread is a symbol of Jesus. Just as the Passover lamb shed his blood to protect the Israelites from the death angel in Egypt, Jesus shed his blood to protect us from death caused by sin. The wine symbolizes Jesus' blood. As we take the Lord's Supper, we are to remember what Jesus did for us. 
We no longer have to sacrifice animals on the altar for forgiveness of sins. We ourselves are changed on the inside. We have the word of God in us, and we can have fellowship with God. Here is what Jeremiah wrote about the future new covenant in Jeremiah 31, verses 33 and 34. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. My friends, the new covenant is transformation on the inside. Our change of mind is that we want to obey God's word, not that we have to. Now we can have a personal relationship with God instead of a group relationship. After the Passover meal was finished, a series of events transpires. Jesus would wash his disciples' feet in John 13 verses 1 through 17, a task that is reserved for the lowest servant in the house. It would be unthinkable for a group of men wearing sandals to have a formal meal like Passover without first washing their feet. Second, it would be even more unthinkable for the master to wash his students' feet. The disciples constantly argued over who was the greatest among them. Jesus taught them that to be the greatest, you must be a servant. After this, Jesus took 11 of his disciples with him to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas Iscariot did not go with them as he had been identified as the one who would betray Jesus and left the feast. In the garden, the agony of what Jesus was about to experience came down on him with full force. He was about to take on the wrath of God for my sins and for your sins. And he prayed and prayed and prayed some more. Luke 22 verse 44 summarizes the anguish. It reads, And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling to the ground. Now that's praying. He was about to drink the cup of suffering. The disciples were supposed to be watching, but they fell asleep. My Christian friends, we are supposed to be watching, but I believe we have fallen asleep. After praying, Judas appears with men and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees to arrest Jesus. All four Gospels record that the high priest's servant had his ear cut off. Only John's Gospel records that it was Peter who cut off Malchus's ear in John 18 and 10. Only Luke's Gospel records that Jesus healed his ear, Luke 22 and 51. Jesus was bound and led to multiple halls of judgment. Annas, the father-in-law to Caiaphas, the high priest, questioned Jesus first. Annas then sent Jesus to Caiaphas, who, along with the Jewish religious leaders called the Sanhedrin, sentenced Jesus to death for blasphemy. But the Sanhedrin had no authority to put anyone to death. The Romans were in power during Christ's time, and they would have the final say for a death sentence. So they sent Jesus to Pilate, who was the governor over the territory. Pilate questioned Jesus and found out that he was from Galilee. Galilee was Herod's territory, so Pilate sent Jesus to him. Herod had heard about Jesus and wanted him to perform a miracle for him. As Herod questioned Jesus, he gave no reply. Meanwhile, the Jewish religious establishment kept the pressure on as they continued to accuse Jesus. 
Herod then sends Jesus back to Pilate, who was ready to let him go, except the crowd shouted that Jesus should be crucified. As I mentioned, the Romans were in charge, and the Roman Empire was expensive to operate. The last thing Pilate wanted was a riot at Passover. It was not good business to have soldiers killing taxpayers, so Pilate relented and sentenced Jesus to death. Jesus was led away to Calvary, where he was crucified along with two others. Crucifixion was a slow, painful death, designed as a deterrent to citizens. They were held in high traffic areas so that everyone could see. Hanging on a cross would not allow blood to reach the vital organs, and the criminal would slowly suffocate as the blood pooled into the lower extremities. Add to that, Jesus was beaten, which would have opened up his back with cuts and scrapes. A cross would be a rough-hewn pole, and every time you take a breath, the splinters would open up the wounds even more. The nails used to hold a person on the cross would provide additional torture. Jesus gave his life for us so that we could have life with God. All of our sins were nailed to the cross, and we have been declared not guilty. So, my friends, we cannot be condemned because of sin if we are believers. Satan will try to accuse us of our sins, but we are not guilty. But the story doesn't end on the cross. The day after Jesus was crucified was the Sabbath day, and no work could be done. Luke 24 and 1 says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. A Jewish day starts at sundown, and any part of that day counts as a day. Jesus was crucified on Friday. That's one day. Sundown Friday starts the Sabbath. That's two days. And sundown on the Sabbath begins the first day of the week. That's three days. I hear arguments about Jesus not being in the grave three days. When the women got to the tomb, the tomb was empty. Now, this was the place that they had witnessed Jesus' body being laid, and they also witnessed the stone being rolled in front of the entrance. The tomb was empty because God had raised him from the dead. As believers, we will also be raised from the dead to live with our Savior forever. But we must choose to live with God by accepting the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I accept the gift of salvation paid in full with the blood of your son Jesus. Thank you for letting Jesus take my punishment on the cross and for declaring me not guilty. Teach me your will so that I may serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request and your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or send your donation to P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. If you have any questions, call us at 678-693-2204. Be blessed and have a great week.